This is Luke Walton Talks Lakers. I'm Jonathan Gilly, and joining us as always from our studio in Los Angeles, it's Luke, Coach Walton. What up, Coach? What's good, John? Uh, what's good is that thanks to a legacy-defining three-point buzzer beater by our very own Anthony Davis in Game 2, the Lakers are up 2 nothing against the Nuggets uh, after taking care of Game 1 with a a fairly effortless 126-114 victory a couple nights ago. That's what's up. We need to respect this this opponent. We can't we can't end up being like the Clippers. <laughs> luckily, luckily the Clippers don't have an Anthony <laughs> Davis. <laughs> yeah, take. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm 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 ready to shit talk Kawhi. <laughs> oh. Oh, I've been ready. I've stayed ready. <laughs> I want to thank all of our followers and please invite you to subscribe to our pod on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcast app, Amazon Music, Audible, wherever you get your pods. If you're enjoying this pod, please share it with your friends. It's the only way we grow. And check us out on social media at www.lukewaltontalkslakers.com. All right, man, let's talk about that epic ending as well as all the things that went wrong in order to require a buzzer beater <laughs> against a, a pretty clearly lesser opponent. Um, let's, let's dig yeah. into this a little bit. Yeah, let's do it. So, uh, in yeah. or out Luke, no one can question AD's status anymore. In. Is anybody out on that? And if they are, let me, I, I want yeah, to, I mean, they better not be. Yeah, give us yeah. give us a call. <laughs> <laughs> yes, hundred percent in that. That like yeah, as you were saying, that is a legacy defining moment, and those are one of those moments that are as we're saying undeniable. A buzzer beater in the Western Conference Finals to seal an opponent down two zero. That's a moment, man. It doesn't matter if it's in a bubble. It doesn't matter what it is. But on top of all of that, wearing the Mamba jerseys and yelling Kobe at the end. Those are the moments that like you look back on forever. It's like it's in the same tier as Derek Fisher's point four shot. I I don't even think that's hyperbole. No, no, no. So so I'm right there with you. So my my next in or out was oh didn't even see this that him yelling Kobe after that shot has officially secured his place within Laker Nation. Yeah, honestly, if if he especially if he and. Uh, LeBron win and the rest of the team obviously win win the, win the championship <laughs> uh, win the championship this year and he stays long term even if there isn't additional success I feel like a moment like that plus a championship equals your number in the rafters. Yeah, so I mean, here's the there's only seven players in Laker history that have hit a game winning playoff mm-hmm. buzzer beater. Um. And it's Jerry West, who's the only one who's done it twice, by the way. Uh, Elgin Baylor, Robert Ory, Derek Fisher, Kobe Bryant, Meta World Peace, and now Anthony mm-hmm. Davis. Uh, all of those guys, I think, are, are in the, the Laker pantheon yep. oh, to yeah. some degree. Uh, the, the only difference between Anthony Davis and the rest of those guys is he hasn't won a title in the purple and gold, to, right. to your point. But that's six wins away at this yeah. point it's it's very much and there's a the difference reach. too between being a like a role player and doing that and being a superstar and doing that and i, I it's a little unfair to guys yes. like Derek fisher and meta and and ori even um but each of those three guys at least at the time that they were on the team um mostly talking about meta there uh you know they were they were playing their roles rather than being the the banner person they show on tnt is totally. whatever so i think that's what makes a difference uh, difference when you're talking about jerry west elgin baylor kobe and anthony davis and oh of course but i i still think though that like i hold yeah meta yeah. and certainly fish fish i think is different because fish was like a, a real yes. starter but like i hold meta and ori in a different class than i would hold um like sasha Vujicic. Yes, but to be fair, Sasha, Sasha had basically game ceiling uh, free throws. So free throws, uh, yeah. But I don't want not fair. to give you a, that's that's maybe, fair. Maybe that's like fair. A, I don't know. I, it's it's hard. It's hard. Yeah, Jordan sure. Farmar. Good. That's perfect. That's perfect. Obviously, yeah. Jordan Farmar is yeah. in that. He's in the pantheon, but he doesn't have like a statue made of him, so to speak, in my head. And Meta did because yeah, that moment yeah. he rose to that moment. Um, Kobe passed me the ball. I'm on Wheaties. <laughs> <laughs> like okay i think i think sasha i put sasha and ariza in the same uh-huh. tier of like they did something important that yeah. won us yeah totally 
like a vital playoff yeah. game, but it wasn't like the moment, the 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 moment that we remember. Yes, right, yeah. it, like I kind of forgot about it mm-hmm. for a second. Mm-hmm. You had to remind me. So, um, so here's just I have this is a question just for you. It's not yeah. even in or out. Uh, you you shared on the pod how special a moment it was. Um, in game two of the last yeah. series, when LeBron hit that fadeaway mid range two in the Kobe mm-hmm. jersey with Gianna's mm-hmm. number to seal game two against the Rockets. Yep. Uh, I'm not, I'm not asking you to pick between your children, but I guess that was a special moment for you. How does this kind of like, Oh, I don't oh, want to say no, rank, but I'll how, pick, how does this compare betwe- between my children? I, I, this is, this is far. I mean, this is a <laughs> buzzer beating game winner in the Western. Okay. Like if, if part of it is just that it's the Western conference finals, like this is the last stand before yeah. you actually get to the big games. And, um, that like that alone gives it more weight, let alone being a buzzer beater. But it is there is just something r- ridiculously special from not just like a narrative, but like a human perspective of like both of the top guys who had that relationship with Kobe having big moments in those jerseys in those ways. It's not even just like like a yeah. big thunderous dunk or like a LeBron, you know, spin move in the key or something or euro step or whatever the stuff that like kobe could do but you don't quite 100 percent like that's the kobe thing but a slightly off balance like fade away to seal it or like a semi-ill-advised well-contested shot that somehow still goes in that's exactly it that's exactly it like a a, a, i'm just better but that he was cold-blooded it's like i'm just better than you kind of moment where like and you you yeah. saw that shot that shot if you were probably like listening to it it probably just made this quick kind of sound because like yeah. the, the yeah. net just whipped back because there was so much backspin on that ball and it wasn't even close to the rim like anthony davis he had like oh, Jokic in an interview afterwards yep. said he's like they asked him about Plumlee and he didn't really <laughs> want to get into it and he's like he's like he's like but i actually think i had a really good contest mm-hmm. on that shot and he's like, but the minute that it left his hand, like, I just, yeah. I knew it was in. He's like, it, it was just like, great players make mm-hmm. great shots. The second it left his hand, mm-hmm. I just knew. And he's like, I don't even think it touched the It, it wasn't even close. There's four inches on <laughs> no, each side, man. dead center. Yeah. <laughs> the ball <laughs> yeah, shrunk. And he... That's what it looked like. It was just, it was one of those shots. And it's one of those, it just gets prettier the more you watch it. And I love, okay, people have been crapping on Plumlee fairly. And I, we're probably going to talk about this. So I don't want to get too far out of our scope here yeah um but i he's gotta respect lebron it looks like he's doing nothing but he sees that they are confused about switching and so he doesn't set a determinant screen which would tip off the switch yeah by him kind of he just kind of holding grant holding his ground is like the smartest thing to do because now neither player knows whether or not you're actually screening or not and so then they're both drawn to you because if they're not it's a lebron dunk so it I don't know. I people haven't talked yep. about LeBron's because it doesn't look like he's doing anything, but it was a very savvy old man basketball move. Him not doing anything was like almost the best thing you possibly totally. could have done. If he was, if he was like, I'm screening yeah. now, clear switch, like like okay, I'm yeah. pulling off to eighty. It, it it completely changes the dynamic. So um, just wanted to shoehorn that in there. It was it was a very like you had one job kind of moment for for Mason Plumlee which is why i think everyone oh, is yeah. capitalizing oh, yeah. on it and and the the still of him pointing at ad <laughs> while no one is looking <laughs> at him like like he's pointing as if someone is looking for him to him yes. for instruction yeah it's so bad and he points like he acknowledges that the guy is open and then runs away from him it's yeah. it's it's pretty miraculous but um all right so speaking of Kind of the more times you watch it, the more mm-hmm. things you see. Uh, I want to oh. know who had the better cool guy response to AD's shot between Rondo and Vogel. Rondo, who made the inbounds pass and then just walked like, away. Like emotionless. Didn't no. celebrate, didn't smile, just walked away. And then Vogel, who just <laughs> stood with his arms yeah. crossed. Looking admiringly, yeah. who had the better cool guy response? Well, uh, Rondo did because it was like throwing a grenade and walking <laughs> away from the explosion as it explodes behind. Yeah. You. So yeah, Rondo did, but but yeah, gotta have shouts to Vogel because he he had the best cool cool dad response. Mm. You know, it's like it's just, it's a it was the like I'm yeah, proud. it's like that's my boy, <laughs> like that's like that you know it's that. It, 
it's that moment of it was the like that was my expectation yes, and you met yeah, it. totally totally yes. <laughs> way way to meet expectations but there's something so cool about that because it says like i have so much confidence in you like you are you know it's it's not like that that wasn't even a surprise and like that's a cool thing yeah. I, i'm sure i'm sure that ad has watched that shot plenty of times alone in his room and i mean he's reposted on right. his instagram like a hundred <laughs> times so <laughs> so i'm pretty sure that he's seen vogel's response and everybody's response in a really cool way where you have the rookie just getting completely leveled <laughs> there's just so much so much good stuff if if people haven't jr yes, smith just like around. flapping his arms around like a crazy person <laughs> it, it was just it was so multi-layered it was so this team uh, everything from little chaos agent rondo to proud dad vogel to I'm so excited I'm on this team, J.R. Smith, who hasn't played basketball yeah. in two years. You know, the other thing is the the him him saying AD saying Kobe is obviously the, the, the moment that everyone is capitalizing on. But he also, as he walked away, he yelled, I'm that guy. Yeah. Right. I think this was a very like self-fulfilling moment for him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of, of of being able to say like, this is who I have said that I am. This is the kind of player that I think I can be in the type of moment that I can, that I can, in which I can execute. Yes. And I did it. I finally did it. And it's a moment that they can't take away from me. You know, I, I this is why I came to LA. Yep. This is what I dreamed about. And you know what I mean? And, and obviously the, the work is not done. There's still a title to be won. We shouldn't celebrate a buzzer beater. Like it's a championship, mm-hmm. but man, like f- thinking about like, all the podcast episodes we've recorded about losing mm-hmm. games and seasons and we didn't make the playoffs. Like it just feels so good to, to have this kind of moment yes. again. You and know, it's exactly what we were talking about in the beginning of the year about not, not completely on the pod, but at least just between the two of us <laughs> about how, how important it is, um, how important it is for 80 to continue to grow. And remember when we were talking about uh, Phil Handy and being like, oh, man, it would have been nice if we had Handy, you know, with the young guys who had all that development to do. Yeah. Turns out AD had Phil Handy and is still developing. And we're seeing that progress. And this is like a little capstone on what this means is AD is going from a top 10 player to a top five player to potentially a top two or three player. All while LeBron is perfectly happy to settle for some jump shots, kick out, you know, like yeah, he, post up he, occasionally. He's completely at the stage of his career that he's like, if I don't have to work as hard, I don't want to. It hurts me more. He still can, dude. Jamal Murray's paying forty four minutes, played forty four minutes. LeBron is averaging thirty four minutes a game through two games. Just imagine. He's. Ne- I don't. I don't. I mean, I don't know the numbers, but I'm sure he's never averaged no. this few of minutes in a in a conference finals series in his career i would venture to guess that i would bet decently good money absolutely who would do that who would do that as a coach (laughs) and 82 80 is only averaging like 36 or 37 minutes so like neither of these guys is really being pushed to the brink you know what that is though that's disrespect to the other team straight up disrespect (laughs) it's like we're gonna rest both of our our best guys it's like 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 we're we're gonna treat yeah. this like a mid February game, in terms of rotations. I mean, that's a full quarter worth of rest. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. For LeBron. That's tw- you know it's twelve minutes of 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 live ball action that he is sitting on the sidelines for. <laughs> I mean, that would be the equivalent of like just giving them a, a like a five point lead to start yeah, the game or yeah, something. Exactly. Exactly. It, and then yep. playing the whole game. Uh, so. It's and it bodes well for our future, if especially since we're not down or since we're not evened up at one one since we we stole that game and we did not give them their our best shot that night. There was a lot. And then we just got bailed out by just a better basketball player. Well, well, this is I think this is a crucial thing is that um, especially when you are the underdog in a series you cannot lose a superstar game yeah right like like if like Jokic, this would have been the Jokic yes. game had anthony davis not hit yes. that shot this would have been the 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 Jokic game 
that established him definitively, mm-hmm. right? And and put him. I mean, he is like obviously in the conversation about best big man, but but would have maybe even given him an edge over over Davis, mm-hmm. right? And we'd be looking and it would be like, man, you know, Davis didn't play great defense in that last possession. Jokic got the better of him and and you know mm-hmm. won the game, right? So I think that the the trick for us is you said it we stole a game from them that they did we didn't play well we stole a game from them and you only get so many of those games where your guy has a superstar moment in Mm -hmm. the playoffs and i mean i i think that like when you when you lose one of those your chances of getting four more of them are pretty and don't sleep on murray either i mean dude had a really good game especially if you're looking at plus minus like when he was in wasn't it like didn't he weren't they the lakers outscored by like nine points yeah i have it i have it down below he was plus 16 in 44 minutes that's ridiculous and and there's only four other minutes in the The, game the tweet from john hollinger was yeah the tweet from john hollinger was jamal murray was plus 16 in 44 minutes and somehow the nog the nuggets lost the other four minutes so badly that they didn't win it's amazing To your point, we didn't give them our, our best. No. So hey, let's 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 bring it down a mm-hmm. little bit. So while this was a really cool mm-hmm. moment uh, and one that we will cherish, it is disappointing that this game came down to a buzzer beater. Yeah. Are you yeah, in, in on, on that. that? It shouldn't have. Yeah, I mean, we had like an eight point lead with two we, minutes we left. Pulled and... our foot off the, off the gas. I'm at the same time though. This these are the types of moments that lead to sweeps. It's it's usually usually sweeps at least in this deep like a sweep in the Western Conference Finals that's ridiculous but a sweep this deep is because you realize you're the better team you let the foot off the gas enough for them to see daylight you learn what you did wrong and then you carry that forward and you close it out and so this gives us all of yeah. the film from a loss with a win and if we can tr- you, <laughs> I love you know, that so it long-term that's, positive I, I think that's a really great way to think about this totally um so uh mm-hmm. in or out we're seeing too much rondo yep. now he's playing 21 and a half yep. minutes per game i agree it's it's yeah. a it's a yeah. it, like i like that lebron is able to play off ball but he has to be very aggressive when he's playing off ball other otherwise then we just kind of have yeah. two guys floating and that I yep. think that was a big criticism just of this game. It's not it's not only Rondo's minutes, and it gave us some good minutes too. Um, don't want to don't want to act like he had an absolutely awful game, but you know, um, not my favorite Rondo game. No, I I love the I love the minutes with he and yeah. Caruso because I think Caruso is a really good off ball player when LeBron is not on the floor. Yeah. But yes, to your point, like it's fun to have a few minutes of LeBron yeah. off ball, but yeah, he's got to be dominant because. Otherwise, what you end up with is Rondo open for threes that and he doesn't then no take. spacing and nobody's cutting aggressively enough. And yeah, it should be that should be the really. I think if Rondo is in there, LeBron should be our center. I feel like yeah, it, I get like in yeah, the dunker spot, exactly. like yeah, yeah, um, I get that I'm with that. And because then he's able to you know pick and pop and do stuff like that too. Um, but yeah, I they're they're gonna watch that and they'll see I, I don't, i'm not i'm not too worried about that lebron had a bunch of turnovers i think he had six turnovers four assists or something something like that it was more turnovers than assists um and you know that doesn't happen very often so I, to your point this was a Jokic superstar game a murray superstar game and a bad game by lebron standards his you know he still has a great line but like by his standards certainly certain, the second yeah, half that, he, that's that's yeah that's part of what skews the stats, right? Is he had a monster first quarter. We only we're only in this game because of that first quarter from LeBron. And then in the second half, he, he really yeah. fizzled and he, and he settled for jumpers and his just intensity wasn't a hundred percent there. Um, even admitted that he said after the game, he's like, I, I, I leaned on AD in the second half and I'm very thankful. Yeah. And he should have more. I think, I think he, that there was, there was room to give AD to feed AD even more. Um, mm-hmm. and I think LeBron will see that. And uh, you know, superstars they have like one decent game every you know six or seven games and we got the one from lebron and so we weathered it i I would imagine that he's going to play even better next game and yeah so so to that point i think there's some people who are saying as you just said we have all the tape of a loss Mm -hmm. with a win so in or out the nugget the nuggets figured out the lakers in game two out 
the Lakers just pulled their foot off the gas. Seriously, they were they were it was like it was like they were open driving lanes and like eh, eighteen footer. <laughs> there was a lot of that. There was a lot of like <laughs> eh, easy way out or like they get on they get back on yeah. defense they'd be like I don't really have to rotate. Why don't we switch? You know, just these these little like like I get that we're trying to switch a little bit more against this team and that's that's okay. But in order to switch, you have to be all there. Like half-ass switching yeah. is just bad, bad defense, and that's what we played a lot yeah. of t- today, or you know, uh, what was it, two days ago? Um, yeah, I I would say that I'm in on that they figured us out at this level yes, of effort. I agree. I'm in. Like on if that. this yeah. is the level of effort the Lakers are going to give, then yes, they figured it out. They figured out how to beat mm-hmm. that Lakers team. I'm, but I'm optimistic that that's not that the team we're going to like this is not the lakers team we're going to see night in and night out in terms of effort and intensity in which case like no they have not figured us out look i i texted you after game one that like the nuggets are outclassed by this lakers team Mm -hmm. and that they might win a couple games but this series is Mm -hmm. over this is the earliest i've Mm -hmm. said that yeah Uh, i think it took me until after game two or maybe three in the last rounds and i didn't mean that to be disrespectful but i do think that this lakers team at its best like has is is like the Nuggets have no shot against them. Yeah. And so it's really a matter of like, is this Lakers team going to be at its best two more times yes. out of five more games? And I think, yes. The, the, one of the frustrating things about the Lakers is a high degree of variability of intensity. When they're like at full throttle, I don't think anybody can beat them. They're, they're a historically good team. Yeah. When they're not, they're very beatable. And they're easy to beat. But they can, they still, can still win. win. That's, the, that's, the, that's, that's the crazy, crazy thing. thing. <laughs> that, that's the beauty of superstars in the playoffs. You know, you take away first, second, third option, and then you have your center hit a three at the buzzer. <laughs> it's, you can't take yeah. away every option, you know, and that's how it goes. Um, yeah. but, but to that point, real quick, um, they, they figured out the best way to play us defensively in the regular season and probably moving forward is to pack the paint make us work the half court and try and get LeBron and, and Rondo to pound the air out of the ball while a play develops and kind of fails. In game one, we, I think it was about 25%, if not more, of our shots came from transition. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so no, it's it, it, it was night and day in terms of the flow and the pace and getting into early offense and really getting into situations where our athleticism can pull us through. Um, and yeah, I think a lot of it was laziness. You know, if you're not jumping passing lanes, if you're not switching properly, yeah. you're not getting out in transition, you're not hustling as much. Um, and, and also, you know, some shots weren't falling. And that, you know. Well, this is one place where I do love Rondo is that um, he has usually once or twice a game um, like a uh, an inbounds pass after a made layup that he yeah. somehow turns into a transition yeah, totally. basket. We were just like, "What? How did they not get back for that?" Those are the moments when I love Rondo when he when he pushes yep. the pace and and can can do that kind of thing. Um. So, let me ask you this: mm-hmm. in or out on? Dwight Howard's psychological warfare. So in, so in. (laughs) Yeah, he's messing with them hard. When everybody was celebrating, I don't know if you know this, when everybody was celebrating, he went and started taunting the Nuggets. He said, go home. He said, go home, go home. (laughs) I mean, the fans normally would do stuff like that. So that is part of us trying to reclaim a little bit of home court. Of like you got to get in their heads yeah and i i mean vogel even said that to the bench like you guys are the fans you need to pump up our team and they've been doing it man and so they've been that's, crazy they were clowning on pj dozier they were jumping out of their seats when he missed his free throws <laughs> they literally jumped the barrier and started laughing at him all of them. that's exactly that's exactly what we need it's not even and i know that it, it's not a great look especially if people are like thinking like oh come on like show your opponent respect and we should but at the same time i get what howard is trying to do of saying like i'm gonna beat you up and then i'm gonna make fun of you and then it, like at a certain point you're just gonna break and we saw that in the first two rounds is that the the portland just broke 
Houston just broke. It wasn't yeah. the the closeout game wasn't even really a game. It was just kind of like a a formality. And that's what we're trying to do to the yeah, like, Nuggets as well. And they're harder to break, clearly. So yeah. Yeah. if if we can if we can break them, that's gonna be a really good sign of being able to, you know, go up against a harder nosed team like the Heat, um, which is gonna be a really hard matchup or the Celtics. I, I still pick Heat. The trick for me and one difference between game one and game two is I'm in on Dwight Howard's psychological yep. warfare and, and on the bench mm-hmm. in general. J.R. Smith is roaming the, the, the sideline like a coach. He's out in front of the pair here, just like walking weird, up and man. down. Like, weird. I, I think he's like yelling at, at three point shooters in the corner <laughs> when they're trying to shoot and stuff. Um, but my my one thing with Dwight is I love it. He has to, and it's okay if he fouls. I'm actually okay with him collecting a bunch of fouls yeah. in those minutes because I think that that's some of how you you get in into that person's like you know and, space is to like literally get and wear them down. Yeah. But he also he also has to make them foul. Yeah, that's the key. That's a good point. Him out there just fouling and being obnoxious it, is not effective. He has to get them to foul him, and not just anybody. He's got to get Jokic and and grant mm-hmm. and like like he's got to get the people who are defending lebron and ad yeah. basically yeah, foul him and if he is not doing that then i think that vogel needs mm-hmm. to pull him because we we had this like rollicking moment in the second mm-hmm. quarter where like dwight was getting feisty and trash talking and then he got called for a tech yeah. and then a few minutes later phil handy got called <laughs> yeah for i wasn't tech. even sure what happened you know what happened it was like Phil and and Dion and Jr. I think were just like talking shit, and they called Phil for a for a technical foul. Well, that was like a a fun. I said, you know, like I described a rollicking moment in the game where I was mm-hmm. laughing. It was actually like not a good couple yeah, minutes for totally. us. And the difference was is that like we didn't get ours right. back, right? Like we didn't right. get, you know. So I that's I'm in on the Dwight stuff as long as he is getting them to foul yeah. him, as long as he's drawing fouls. But if he's not. And I think Vogel needs to pull him because I think it can become a, a That's a very good point. And I, one more thing on terms of what Dwight is bringing is I think that I think that part of the reason why we saw teams' backs break is because of just the physical intensity of playing this big of a team. And Dwight leaning on everyone that's under the basket trying to get an offensive or defensive rebound is just that hurts, man over and over and it's every other day you have to face this guy that doesn't care if he fouls out yeah and when it's not him it's javel like there there is always a massive body that you're contending with so there's a lot there's a lot of like these guys joints have got to be hurting a little bit just just from the play and it, it it was it was like that in that game one when when they were trying to like really play big in like the first half and stuff it it they couldn't even last the whole game what are they going to look like yeah. tonight or in a couple days after doing this over and over and over again? This isn't the Jazz. This isn't the Clippers. This is a much bigger team. It's not a wing-heavy team. This is just a bunch of centers that can dunk and dribble. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I like I like our chances, especially since we weathered one of their best punches. Yeah, me too. All right, so last in or out. Yeah. Luke. Braids. <laughs> Braids are the new playoff beards. Oh, that's fun. Look at you. Braids are the new, are, they're, they're the new, they're the braids are the playoff beards of the mm-hmm. bubble. And everyone on the team who has long mm-hmm. enough hair should get braids of some kind. And I'm looking at you, Danny Green. I'm in. I'm so in. Because <laughs> he's basically the only guy <laughs> yeah, left with yeah, long totally. enough hair. I'm in on that. Especially since uh, Rondo's brother is the barber or, or the yeah. head barber or whatever it is. Like, organizes you, you the know they, they must be like hanging that. out at barbershop a lot and so that's yeah. got yeah so i mean i mean dwight yep. rondo tht yep. kcp mm-hmm. ad, now, AD yeah. now uh i think i think dion has them now too like it like every day a new a new player on the team has some yeah. kind of braids yeah. and i'm digging it i think uh i think they should do it um whenever i hear about rondo's brother like and I think about that Russ yeah. moment, I regret so 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 much not like tweeting out a picture 
of the the dude from Happy Gilmore who Shooter McGavin yeah. hires to say, you yeah. suck, you jackass. Because <laughs> I just imagine that that's Rondo's totally. brother in every single totally. one of these games. <laughs> Next to all the women and children. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Women and children and Rondo's <laughs> asshole brother. <laughs> he's braiding all their hair. Meanwhile, he's... talking shit um all right so uh luke i want to talk about um ad's dominance a little more specifically um so i want to share with you some stats that that Mm -hmm. i pulled um and then i want to hear like the coach's take on what you're seeing right i don't want to just be like a stats in the air person let's 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 make it make sense so amongst players remaining in the playoffs um and who have averaged at least 10 minutes per game. Cause there's some guys who've played like one minute and hit one shot and it's bullshit. So amongst players remaining in the playoffs who have averaged at least 10 minutes per game, AD is currently first in scoring first mm-hmm. in blocks, second in rebounds, second in free throws made second in net rating second in some new made up stat on NBA.com called pie. Uh, and third in true shooting percentage. That last one is pretty ridiculously it, huge, too. I mean, so, I mean, it, can we say he's the best player remaining in the playoffs right now? Like the way yeah. he is playing, not like all time, but just like yes. today, he is the best player still yeah. playing basketball. Totally. Because he's, he. And this doesn't even take into, I mean, this, 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 the net rating and the pie are taking into account defense, but most of these I mean, like, don't even take that into account or probably You could tell it. even just the first three stats to somebody from the 1980s and they'd say yeah that's the best player first in scoring first in blocks second in rebounds that's ridiculous um so yeah yeah definitely definitely he's the best player and he's he's consistent and what we've what we've been talking about too is like a good game from him is a 28 point game a great game from him is a 35 point game a transcendent game is a 45 point game and we still haven't gotten like i feel like that fourth quarter was the closest thing that we've had to transcendent AD in the yeah. playoffs so far. He's clearly he's had some amazing games, but there is another gear. And I, I don't know the people that watched AD this year and the people that watched him in New Orleans, I feel like know that that there is another level that if we hit that, there's no beating the team. And I think that at least one or two games in the re- the remaining stretch here, especially in the finals, I think we're gonna get something, you know same animal different beast kind of moment well i i think i think we've talked about this we talked about it today we talked about it before some of this is is just a factor of of playing time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that he 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 played 39 minutes in game two which which i think is his highest so ridiculous minutes per game of the playoffs so, ridiculous. so if you want to talk about like even without him going to another level just as a as a player or in his abilities yep. Him just playing five more minutes yep. might, might be, be enough. enough. That's a good point. It's a very good point. And we haven't even done right. that. And you know what yeah. I mean? So to, to your point, like, I don't even think we're at the place yet to even say we have another gear. Mm-hmm. Because like we, we haven't even like I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to kill this 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 shifting metaphor because I'm not really that great at manual driving. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's like we're not even at the end of that gearbox to even say, like, I think there's another mm-hmm. gear. Mm-hmm. we haven't even tried to max it out we're still in like third yeah. or fourth yeah. year totally you know and it's it's such an amazing prospect for what we have moving forward is there is a there is another card to play as you're saying in terms of just letting him play most of the game he has he has the stamina to do it probably not a ton of games in a row uh but that is one hell of a card no. to play and I, I i really think but in a crucial game and also in terms of number of shots I think that he could just take more shots. Uh, that fourth quarter, I was kind of screaming at the guys like, "Feed AD, he can't miss right now." Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. I, well, he made as many shots as the rest of the team did combined. Uh, yeah, I believe in the second half, he was he, yeah across the second half. They he made eight free th- he made eight field goals. The rest of the team combined made eight field goals. So he should have gotten more shots. <laughs> should have gotten more shots. Yeah. 
Um, and I think that we're going to realize that he, so, okay. Part, part of this is, I think that as you get deeper into the playoffs, analytics be damned, uh, long range twos become more important, especially just because that's the only thing that teams aren't really scheming for nearly as much. They definitely don't want the corner three and they definitely don't want lobs next up. They don't want dunks and, and easy layups. So it's like, those are, that's the list of priority. The thing that's wide open elbow shot, you know, long range two from the wing. I remember you telling me like when 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 the Lakers traded for Pau Gasol, like I wasn't really paying as much attention to the league at the time. I remember you saying like this dude is money from 16 yeah. feet. Yeah. Because like they don't they just don't come out and guard you as well there because mm-hmm. they're like they're they're taught like don't don't give up the, the restricted yeah, area. Exactly. And he was and he was a great passer too. Um, AD is getting better as a passer. If AD unlocks a Pau Gasol level of passing, it's done. Yeah, that's that's what what is what we're really seeing is AD unlock the Kevin Durant badge. I feel Mm. like that from the maybe not from behind the arc, but from the you know long two part of the floor, um, he's he's turning into that kind of a player. And yeah, watch out. I get that. So he a few more stats. This is from Anthony Slater at the Athletic who shouts to him has been doing, uh, I think a really good job of uh, quantifying what we're cool. seeing. Um, some additional Anthony Davis playoff stats. He is plus 131 Jeez. in the playoffs, which is the highest plus minus of all playoff players. Uh, to your point, he is 25 of 43 yeah. on mid range jumpers from 16 plus, which in the regular season, you're uh, like, don't and, take those. But in the playoffs, sometimes it's the yeah, only that's nearly 60%. Yeah, I, doesn't that change the equation analytically? If your guy can hit 60% of his long-range yeah. twos, now all of a sudden it's like, <laughs> yes. hey, man, that's kind of as good as a layup. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, he has 65 restricted area makes in 12 games. So again, I, I think that we have this notion of that he's, that he's not like getting to the paint, but he is. Yeah. He is. He's just also operating from other places. Yeah. And and so it's not the again, it's we're so used to just like seeing centers always just right around the basket. Mm-hmm. So so it, it it's you know, it's a mix for him. Uh he's averaging twenty-nine points on fifty-seven percent field goal percentage, and his true shooting percentage is sixty-five point four. Um and his the the defensive rating when he's on the floor is one oh two point three. Against high octane teams. Like, don't forget that. These are wild yeah. numbers, man. Like, and we've played three teams that can like totally blow the roof put off up numbers. Yeah. Yes, who don't really play defense and who rely on offense as just their outscoring best their defense. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, that's it's just ridiculous. Um, and like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put him on blast right now. Like Alex Manessis, friend of the pod, texted us after game one against the Portland Trailblazers. Mm-hmm. And said, "AD isn't made for hmm. this." That's a te- terrible take. <laughs> and 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 I think he would probably take that back now. But he put it out yeah. there, and like, I th- I think now through the deepest run of his, playoff run of his career, he's showing that he is. That should be the title of the pod. So, anyways. <laughs> um. All right. So. I want to talk a little bit about the second quarter of game two, just cool. quickly, because I think that this was the crucial moment for the mm-hmm. Lakers in this game. Mm-hmm. We, we established our lead during the first mm-hmm. quarter, but Q2 like was when the Nuggets made their first real run. They, they, they came back to within, I think pretty close to even of mm-hmm. us. Um, and we absorbed it. And we're able to counter it. And then we maintained our lead going at halftime. Mm-hmm. So we only outscored them in the quarter, 31 to 29. We, yep. only, we only had them by mm-hmm. two points. But this was, um, like, I think that these were those non-Murray minutes that, that we're talking yep. about. Like, because this was, this was Caruso and Rondo and Dwight, mm-hmm. right? And Caruso had maybe like a five or six possession stretch mm-hmm. where he kind of single-handedly kept the boat mm-hmm. afloat. Um, he had that huge dunk. Mm-hmm. He had a turnover. He took a charge. Uh, he had another Iceman finger roll, right? Like 
and that's th- this is what I what I and obviously I'm a, I'm a I'm a big Caruso person. That's well documented, but um, it's those stretches in games that I think win you these mm-hmm. games. Ulti- like mm-hmm. like it, yeah. you know what I mean? They, they like ha- this is where the Clippers fell apart. Yeah. is when they had the lead and they couldn't withstand the run, mm-hmm. right? And then they gave yep. it up. But we've now seen the Lakers do this against teams who are really good mm-hmm. at this. Portland can get on, can 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 go crazy and score a ton of baskets really yep. fast, right? We absorbed it, took it, but but made a run mm-hmm. of our own. We did that against the Rockets a couple times, mm-hmm. right? There were some quarters where it was like, oh shit, yeah. like the Rockets are totally. back. But we absorbed mm-hmm. it. And and we were able to withstand it. And now we did it again here against the Nuggets. I, I really think that we're going to look back on that that second quarter um, as like a key moment in this series of when it could have really yeah. turned and gone sideways. Because yeah. if we hadn't weathered that and then they had come out in the second half and played the way True. they played and we had been as effortless and LeBron had been kind of having just a decent mm-hmm. game, I think we would have yeah. lost. Yeah. I mean, literally change anything. You know, if they hit a couple more free throws, yeah, just yeah, yeah. If PJ Dozier actually hits his free throws, so um, we're we're getting better at taking a punch. That's always that's been a problem with this team, especially earlier on in the season, and that's why we were losing against really elite teams like the Bucks or Clippers or whatever. Is that we would take a punch and it'd be hard for us to find our feet again. And this team is getting better at finding the rhythm when they're off balance. Um, they're, they're still mm-hmm. not amazing at it though. I, I think that that's an important no, point. No, they can still get knocked yeah. off. Um, like the, the, the warriors with KD were probably the best at regaining their footing after a run. Um, probably yeah. of any team. Well, they like made their whole living, like totally not playing the third quarter. And then just like somehow miraculously shooting their way back into a game. Yeah. And we're not going to be able to do that. But I think that the biggest thing that we need to get better at is doubling down on defense in those moments. And that requires a certain level of intensity. And I don't want us to sleepwalk through any more of these games because the nuggets are the worst team to do that against. Um, so, and I think that we need to we need to practice our habits for who we're going to play uh, face, God willing, in the in the finals. Because, but then again, that's the finals. I think that there's going to be a different level of intensity. It's just weird talking about intensity in the Western Conference Finals because I think that the Lakers have realized what you were saying that the Nuggets are just outclassed, and that's a that's a dangerous thing to feel. We sh- shouldn't think like that, and hopefully this game knocks some sense into us because the Clippers did that, and look what happened to them. So, mm-hmm. um. I still think that we're a much tougher matchup than the wing heavy Clippers. Um, So it's a little bit of a different story, but still we got to wake up. So with that in mind, let's talk a little bit more about kind of the second half of that game. Like what did you Mm -hmm. see? Uh, What did they Mm -hmm. do? And then with that in mind, kind of like, how do we, how do we counter it? If you were Vogel with this, again, I think to your really good point, tape of a loss in a win. Uh, what did you see and how do you respond? Well, number one thing is turnovers for on our side. That's like that's the easiest thing yeah. to button up is just lazy passes, passing into traffic, not getting into the flow of the offense, um, not trying to attack earlier in the shot clock. All the little stuff that you just when you kind of slow down a little bit, you're, you you know you're not calling for that pick immediately, you're not pushing after a made basket, you're not doing all those little things that leads to turnovers. Um, and then the next thing is our rotations. Yeah. Can, can I just yeah, really quick on that? On on turnovers uh, from positive residual, mm-hmm. uh, the Lakers had a 24% turnover mm-hmm. rate, 24.7 mm-hmm. by NBA stats calculation, Awful. which is the highest in a game this postseason. Yeah. It's also the highest that a Nuggets opponent has had throughout both the regular season Jeez. and the playoffs. And we won. And we, and we won. So part of this is just it's intensity part of it's just we didn't have a very good game um and then so from those turnovers that leads to a momentum swing naturally geez i didn't realize it was that high that's ridiculous it it felt high but it didn't feel that high um and uh and then naturally those turnovers they put you on your heels a bit on defense and i thought that our rotations weren't nearly as crisp um and i thought that that led to some really easy open open looks for them from three and it was the same same story with the rockets when they would get back into it it's when our rotations weren't crisp we weren't 
hedging off of the traps properly and uh and they would you know swing swing and get some somebody like pj tucker in the corner um i think that those things will get hammered out though that's it feels like a classic game too you know they counter move and now we're going to counter move again and we might lock them up it's a game of chess thing so here's my here's my question i think there are a lot of people and, and and i think that the tape bears this out who would say that the lakers need to stop switching onto Jokic, mm-hmm. right like like murray Jokic run a run a pick mm-hmm. and roll and we end up with caruso or rondo or kcp mm-hmm. on Jokic, and then you see one of two things happen uh you either see him back that player down and just get a very easy layup yep. or you see the double come and him pass out to an open man who who rains down on three yeah. so i guess my question is is it the switch that the, that's the problem mm-hmm. Or is it like the secondary action on defense that is being neglected that's the problem? So I actually, I don't think that it's as, as bad as it looks, which is a kind of a weird take. But say, for example, you get Caruso switched onto Jokic outside the three-point line. His natural inclination is going to be, oh, let me back this guy down. Now he has to back him all the way down from the three-point line to at least the high post. In that period of time, as long as Caruso's holding his ground as well as he possibly can, that allows for us to have off-ball rotations. So then Anthony Davis can be rotated back. We can rotate from the swing side, and then Caruso can hedge to somebody else. I I think that if you do that fluidly enough, and we've seen— we saw this do that in the the first game, so I know it's possible. If you do that fluidly enough, there isn't an open man. And you're able to get the best of both worlds of eating up, you know, time on the shot clock, having Jokic have to really work, and then all of a sudden he turns around and Anthony Davis is in his face. So yeah. I think that's the game plan. Okay, so it just wasn't executed. So you're fine with the switch. Yeah. You're fine with the switch as long as then the defensive play continues. It, it, it almost is like as soon as this— And we don't just leave that player on an island right, in a restricted area against— No, it, it yeah. needs to be the switch happens, everyone recognizes the situation, and then you start your rotation. And it's it's less of yeah. like a double team, it's less of a trap, and it's more of a, like, a, 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 a recalibration, another switch that you, you prep for. And the defense rotates, you know, Caruso jumps to another man— um and or jumps into the passing lane so that it's harder for Jokic to like just throw it over his head um and as yeah. long you know I, I i think that there is i think that there's still something there it just needs to be executed better um and i also think we got a little switch happy i i, I think we need to mix it up against mm-hmm. this team I, and i thought that that was a good thing that we did against the rockets is they, they were always guessing on what kind of defense they were going to encounter and i think that that is yeah. the strength of our team to be able to rotate different defensive strategies in game yeah i'm with you on, i'm with you on that i i i missed some of that um like kind of frantic energy yeah. that we had against the yeah, rockets totally and it's they're you different know, it's a different it, team and so it's it's a little harder to do but i hear what you're saying it's, it's that we can rotate out of those situations and and as long as like anthony davis is hedging and is kind of in that like that middle space in between yeah. two players um i think that we could we can force Jokic into pulling up from three over caruso which i'm i'm okay with an aggregate Someone, um, I was watching some some tape that someone put together, and they pointed out that early in game mm-hmm. two, uh, JaVale did exactly what you're describing, mm-hmm. where he ended up switched on someone else and then found a moment within the mm-hmm. play to come back and actually shouted, and because they're in the bubble, you can hear him say, I'm back, mm-hmm. I'm back. Mm-hmm. Um, which, th- this this person's take was that, like, that was pretty clear evidence that this was something that, like, Vogel had talked about at the start yeah. of the game. Because it For was sure. like, on JaVale's yep. mind and, and he was communicating about it. I think it's to, to kind of everything we've said this whole pod, we just need them to maintain that yeah. effort and intensity yeah. throughout the game. Mm-hmm. And now at least they have some results. They can see what it looks like if they don't. Um, and it, it's got to be a whole team buy-in. Luckily, you know, you have Anthony Davis to make something out of nothing sometimes. Um, but, and also the, the they're humans, so like there are going to be some bad games. This is kind of a bad game. It happens. Yeah, but still we still won. won. Bitch. <laughs>
<laughs> and that's that's what's got to hurt for the Nuggets. Like that that's got to eat you up. You're tired now. You've had to play these guys twice. You gave them your best punch. You use some new strategies. For example, they uh, they were switching onto LeBron or and doubling LeBron from the strong side, which is really weird. Um, where normally mm-hmm. like LeBron would be able to kick that out, and that's it's just a weird like way to get rotated onto and i think that that led to some of lebron's turnovers he's gonna watch film he's gonna see hey they're rotating from the strong side i'm gonna dish it to kcp <laughs> you know he'll see that he'll get that that's gonna be a hard that's a yeah. hard card to play twice and so I, I i don't know what they're gonna do this game but it's gonna be tough kcp who is shooting 62 percent from three over the last Jesus, four games really yeah he's on a hot streak now hopefully that yeah. means there's not a cold streak coming for sure, for sure. <laughs> But he's been on a he's been on a streak, yeah. and uh, you know you know I'll 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 throw this in there mm-hmm. real quick. Uh, we're talking about all AD's stats. One of the things that that surprised mm-hmm. me um, is that uh, you know I said AD was second in net rating. Mm-hmm. Um, any any guess who's first of remaining players in the I, playoffs? And don't I look already, up. I already saw I it. it, I already saw it. Oh, okay, okay. It's Danny Green. Take that, Twitter haters. I know to some degree, like, I think that this is like because he plays with the starting unit and like that's naturally going to be one of the Lakers, you know, best, yeah. hopefully net rating lineups. Yeah. Right. But he's a part of it, too. Oh, sure. You know, it's, he's not just standing sure. there like. No, he's he is. I I think that he's getting too. I think he's getting undue criticism to the level that he does. He is missing some open shots that are very loud. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, he he's also like, what did what did Alex say? He's like, he's like Danny Green uh, is a nightmare on like fast break layups for both <laughs> yeah, teams. Totally, totally is. He totally is. I get I definitely get nervous when he's driving with the ball and he finds himself like under the rim. Oh, he's such a bad boy <laughs> in those situations. But he does bring good things to this team, and I, I think he, I think he's getting a little bit too much criticism on Twitter, and it, it kind of pisses me off because um, he's one of ours. And uh, I don't know. I think, I think it's, I think it's one of those times that he's gonna hit the shot that ev- that's gonna make everybody forget this. Just like Meta World Peace against the Celtics, there was plenty of criticism going uh, Ron Artest's way before he hits that Game yeah. Seven winner. So. Yep. Kills all wounds, man. Now he's up there. He's in the Pantheon. It's the weirdest member of the Pantheon. He is by far the weirdest member of that Pantheon. I got some stories. Yeah. I don't want to share them. I got some weird meta stories. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those are better. Better <laughs> left unsaid. We don't, we don't want any legal action taken against the Quantum Talks Lakers. All right. What else you got, John? Coach's Just, Corner continues. Uh, <laughs> the long one um uh that that's really cool. it um just game three mm-hmm. is tonight mm-hmm. uh it's 6 p.m um oh are we gonna get c-web and reggie miller again god i hope not <laughs> like I, what did we do to deserve i watched this? most of the game on mute i actually did this time oh wow okay here's here's the thing collectively it's very bad i kind of think that reggie and seaweb say less outrageous things mm-hmm. because they just have less airtime on their own that's funny that's funny like i think that seaweb i okay look seaweb mm-hmm. is really mm-hmm. good at the um outro to commercial mm-hmm. yeah he's such a cool guy mm-hmm. like he just has such like a, a cool attitude and like a, a layback way of of like of um, calling replays, mm-hmm. right? Right. Of announcing replays. I love him in those moments. So I can enjoy C Web going to commercial, mm-hmm. right? Right. Um, there's not a whole lot that Reggie Miller does that I like, but I get. But instead of having, uh, you know, half of the time being Reggie's voice, now it's a third. Mm-hmm. So I, that's I, a good point. I, I'm not gonna say I like this, but I kind of might prefer this to, to uh, on their own to 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 Jeff and and uh, yeah and Mark Jackson. I, yeah. I might prefer that's, that's Reggie and Chris to to that. I, yeah, you you know how I feel about Mark Jackson. Jeff Van Gundy at least sometimes steps it up 
now that he's on the bigger stage. He like I've actually yeah. heard he, some analysis and I've actually learned a few things from him. He's he's yeah, he, he is better prepared now that he's not doing two <laughs> yeah, games. Exactly. Day. And now that he actually knows um, and has watched the games of the teams that he's covering. Well, and and I, I hope that his brother is kind of roasting oh, I'm him. Sure. I hope that Stan I'm is sure, like, it, hey, Jeff, I'm getting all the love. They're hanging out. <laughs> they're hanging on the, the bubble. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Which is kind of, yeah. Stan, Stan was on the, the low post with Zach mm-hmm. Lowe, and he said something that made me laugh mm-hmm. out loud, which was, uh, Zach was asking him, like, okay, you know, if you were the coach, how would you defend this team? And then he, he asked, he's like, you know, Le- LeBron has been, has been able to shoot pretty effectively from behind the three point line. What do you do about that? And Stan basically said, uh, I would ignore that shot on, on defense. I would not tell my player to, to close out hard on, on LeBron. And, you know, uh, he said, look, and, and he said, people have asked me, well, like, what do you do when LeBron hits four or five threes? And he goes, I tell him, that you lose that game and you move on to the next <laughs> yeah, one. Totally. totally. <laughs> He's right. That's that's the move. Yeah. That's totally the move. It, that that's the reason why the Clippers like played us well is they they did that. They said LeBron beat us. Yeah, and he's like, you just hope that that's not a closeout yeah, game. Exactly. <laughs> the problem is, is that LeBron hits those in his closeout games, unlike Kawhi and Paul George. Yeah. Zero points, man. That is. Can we just Forever say how funny it yeah. is that one Paul George had the audacity? Oh yeah, to try to make a a post game prep speech yep. about sticking with the after team losing a game for seven a championship in which he scored zero <laughs> points in the fourth <laughs> quarter. <laughs> Can you imagine? And then and then I love that. That gets leaked, so that means that somebody on the, yeah, team, the team is, is like, that dysfunctional. screw that guy, I'm gonna tell on him." <laughs> like that is hilarious. No, I mean, who who gives a prep speech after losing a game seven? In general, you're done. The season's over. You know that's that's just that's just a I, weird time I, yeah. to be like, "Let's pull together, guys." Like, what are you talking about? Half of us are leaving. Well, also, that's what I was gonna say. Like, most of those players aren't gonna actually, not most of, but yeah, like. Like, that's something that you text the guys who are still going to be yeah, on the team. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right? A day or two later. You let it, you let it go you, through. You, know, you, you feel it. You text Kawhi. Yeah, right. You text whoever. And you say, hey, look, like, we still got this. You know, we're going we're gonna to be back next yep. year. Let's work hard this summer or, I guess, fall. Right. <laughs> fall and winter. Um, yeah. I'm just going to assume that it, was, that it was Pat Bev who leaked that. That's awesome. <laughs> I just like, I just like the idea that he's like an incel. Yeah. I don't think, I hope that Montrez Harrell finds greener pastures. Mm. I think that another team could use him very well. And uh, he would actually be able to enjoy his life. I feel like another team down the hall. Is that what you're trying to say? Or huh. do you just mean generally another team? It would be an interesting fit. Especially if we lost Dwight or something. I've been wondering yeah. about like, are we gonna bring Dwight back? He's uh, loving life, man. I'm kind of loving it. I could see it. I think he's. Do you think he'll sign another non-guaranteed no, contract? No, I think it'll have to be guaranteed, and he probably would look for a two-year. <laughs> you know, because yeah. he's old. I feel like he'd want to lock it up. Uh, but you know, he might sign for a two-year, like kind of the Caruso contract. Yeah, uh, but you know, we'll see. We'll see what other teams. Other teams yeah, might we'll... really want him. Because he, 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 we need to save that contact that we need to save that content for the long win- winter we have right, ahead of us. Exactly. <laughs> of, of not being sure when basketball. Will you know come what back. I love about the Paul George thing too is like that that dude has been such a snake about abandoning his teams, and like you know everybody in the league knows that in a heartbeat he could be like you know I've always been a big fan of Milwaukee. I grew up just watching the Bucks every day. <laughs> The Bay has always had a special place in my heart. Yes. I'm taking my talents to, yep. exactly. to San the Francisco. <laughs> yeah, the I think he'd fit on I the Kings. I think he would be a great king. I think he'd be a great king. <laughs> yep. So, I don't know. He'd do just enough yeah. to, to engender strong bonds with the fan yep. base. 
but not enough to ever really challenge in the playoffs. And in and in that, he would be a true king. <laughs> John, we shouldn't call this in too much because I could see the Kings giving up seven first round picks to get Paul George. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, God, it's great. It's so fun roasting the Clippers. I'm so glad we get to do that all all season, all off season. It's a beautiful thing. Me too, man. Um, yeah, so again, game three yep. tonight, 6 p.m. Yep. on TNT. Be there. We'll be square. Lakers better show up. I think we will. Yeah. All right, man. Let's go for another victory. Let's try and sweep these guys. No chance for a 3-1 if you go down 4-0. <laughs> Take it easy, John. See you, man. Uh, everyone should go get braids. Danny Green. <laughs> yeah. Looking at you, man. <laughs> See you, Luke. <laughs>